Beyond the Headline on SAFM, weekdays 3 to 6 p.m. It is 10 minutes after 5 o'clock and it's time for the interview. And we're in conversation today with um, Anush Rublal, who is the South African Post Office Business Rescue um, Practitioner. So as we indicated a bit earlier on, um, that the news that just came in before we started the show was that the creditors um, have voted in favor of the business rescue plan that is aimed at rescuing the ailing South African Post Office. And this unfortunately means that the retrenchment of approximately 6,000 employees will now go ahead as proposed posed by the business rescue uh, practitioners. Recently, the joint business rescue practitioners of the South African Post Office, Anush Rublal, as well as Juanito Damons, uh, painted a very disturbing picture about the state of affairs surrounding the post office. According to them, the organization's financial sustainability is a critical concern that demands immediate attention. For instance, as of July this year, the post office had a negative shareholder equity of $7.9 billion, and its cost have exceeded 200% of its revenue. But can the organization be saved or is it just a little too late? Anush Ruplal now joining us on the line. Anush, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon to you and your listeners and thank you for having me on your show. Can you just quickly take us through the vote that took place earlier on today? Yes, sure. So it was an official meeting of creditors, the second meeting of creditors. Uh, The main agenda for today was to vote um, for the creditors to vote on the adoption of the business rescue plan. And I'm, I'm pleased to announce that we've received the required uh, threshold of, 70, of more than 75% in which then the business rescue plan was officially uh, adopted. And what that means now is that uh, it's, the proposals in the plan becomes binding on all creditors. It allows us as the business rescue practitioners to now move to the next phase where we focus on the implementation of, of the plan. So what is the first business of, of the day that the business rescue practitioners would have to go through? Yes, yeah, so as you've uh, already highlighted, uh, you know, key elements of the plan includes, um, um, so now that we've got adoption, it includes, it allows us to go ahead uh, with the retrenchment process, the right sizing of, of uh, the staff complement. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it's not a great thing, but, uh, you know, uh, we have to, unfortunately, uh, retrenched approximately 6,000 um, employees, and that's been constant consultation with uh, the unions and representatives in order to do that, and a formal process uh, will now commence. The second thing, it allows us to rationalize the branches. In other words, we will be closing certain amount of branches, which then will allow us to have approximately 600 branches going forward. But I think more importantly, um, the plan, um, you know, uh, allows uh, effectively um, creditors have voted to accept the proposal of receiving 12 cents in the rand uh, as full and final payment of the claim. So this effectively allows the entity now to return to a solvent position as well, which, uh, you know, bodes well um, for the future uh, trading abilities of the entity. And what's the accumulated debt currently? We, if you look at the financial statements, uh, there was debt of approximately 12.5 billion. Um, And of course, through our processes, uh, we have now proven creditors of approximately eight billion. The balance of that relates to certain accounting-related uh, uh, creditors, um, and effectively, uh, you know, that, uh, like I said, the proposal allows us to settle twelve percent mm-hmm. or twelve cents in the rand for concurrent creditors, 
there is a, a class of creditors uh, that we've grouped uh, referred to as statutory or em employee related creditors and they will get an additional 18 cents in the RAND and that's dependent on future funding that's still to come into um, the organization. Yeah. So when it comes to the retrenchment of some of the workers, the 6,000 figure has been there even before you were appointed um, as the business rescue practitioner. But are you able to state what the rationale behind it is? Yes. Yeah, so in fact, there was a higher uh, figure, uh, you know, as quoted by the minister in his application. So we had, uh, as, in, as independent business rescue practitioners, we came in and made an assessment of, of the business requirements. And of course, uh, a key focus is looking at cost reduction. So quite at the moment, the cost base is you know, simply unsustainable for the entity to, to be rescued and to move forward. So what, what that does, it allows us to achieve a, an annual saving of approximately a billion rand a year uh, through employee cost savings by through the retrenchment uh, process. Okay. And, and how do you decide who goes and who stays? Because I think the last figure that you gave was around, was it just over 11,000 staff members? Yeah, so we have currently just over 11,000. Uh, the retrenchment looks at approximately 6,000 employees, which should leave us with, you know, approximately 5,000 employees going forward uh, for a sustained uh, operation to happen. Um, I think importantly is that the retrenchment uh, process is a formal one. So we have been in constant consultations with uh, the unions and non-employee uh, representatives. Uh, it is a formal process that will be dealt with responsibly in terms of the Labor Relations Act, in, in, and that's the Section 189 process that will officially kick off um, now that we've got the plan adopted. And how soon would you have to reach that 6,000 figure? So again, by following the process, uh, generally the facilitated process in terms of the, the, the act, the legislation, it's a 60-day process. Uh, we as business rescue practitioners uh, are aiming to achieve and complete this by March, end of March 2024 end of March 2024. Okay, now let's look at the um, the branches that you are looking at closing down. Can you give us an idea of where some of those branches are and what the reasoning behind closing them down is? Yeah, so we again, we had to look at the sustainability and affordability factors. Uh, you know, we had to get to a, a number of branches that makes the post office viable again. That in no way means that it, you know, it's it's a pegged number. Um, once the business is able to to turn around and generate um, cash flows and be more self-sustaining, it certainly will allow for branch the branch footprint to increase in the future. It is part of a three to five year strategy, and uh, some of the the criteria we had to look at was clearly you know volumes of transaction at branches, profit uh, profitability of branches, but more importantly, um, you know part of the post office being rescued is that it has to fulfill a social mandate. And that's being able to service, you know, the poor South African and the poor citizens in, in rural areas. And that's what we refer to as our universal service obligations. Um, so that is clearly a social requirement. Um, it's a mandate requirement. And, and that is also another key factor. So it's a blend of, of branches that looks at where we have to be in rural areas, uh, level of activities, profitability and other criteria. Uh, obviously, you know, there's duplication of branches within certain geographic regions we would look to curtail and optimize all of that. Okay. And um, when it comes to the branches, you said you're going to be looking at going ahead with only around 600, meaning how many do you anticipate will be closed? So when we had stepped in as, as business rescue practitioners, uh, there was a figure of over 1,000, uh, approximately 1,100 branches. Uh, unfortunately, given the financial distress that the entity has, has been experiencing, 
you know, a lot of them were, you know, temporarily closed, etc. So we had a figure of about 870 odd, uh, approximately 850 branches rather that were operational. Mm. So we're going to further look to permanently close those that are temporarily closed and of course close the remaining to bring it down to 600 as, as highlighted. So, so would those be the ones um, that are in Joburg as well? I think ones in Rosebank as well? Uh, yes, it's uh, we've got detailed, we've developed detailed uh, uh, models uh, that looks at the branch analysis. And it's a combination of branches across all geographies, across all regions. I think it's still important. One of the balancing acts is that we still maintain presence in as much as possible, uh, you know, across the country, according to the criteria that I've just highlighted earlier. Yeah. Because the other point that you also raise in the in the business rescue plan is that as it stands currently, SA's, uh, SA Post Office owes numerous property owners an aggregate of approximately $400 million at the end of July 2023. Would you be able to pay off that money? Yes. So what the, what the adoption of the plan does, it, it effectively uh, uh, creates a compromise with creditors. And these are all creditors, including uh, landlords that yeah. uh, we owe money. And, and what we refer to as, you know, uh, post uh, pre-commencement uh, creditors. So those values are pegged. Uh, and as part of adopting the plan, all creditors, you know, will receive 12 cents uh, in the land or 12% of what it's owed to them as a full and final settlement. And then, you know, post commencement is where uh, now that the, the entity will return to a solvent state uh, and, and it allows us to fix and repair, uh, we will be able to make all payments to service providers as and when we procure those services. What happens to the parcels that are at post offices that have been closed down? Yes, yeah, so there is a uh, that's part of the processes that we are fixing. Unfortunately, again, due to the uh, financial distress uh, with the pressures of uh, you know branches being closed and and landlords evicting us, uh, we had to create certain protocols which we have, and that's uh, that's something that we're actively looking at to make sure that parcels and and letters are reclaimed and redistributed to other post-operating branches and that, you know, it's still feasible and allows our customers to go and collect the, those parcels and letters. Mm-hmm. 0614-104-107. You can also drop me an X at Aldrin St. Pierre. Our studio line is 86 And you can give us, uh, drop us comments rather on Facebook as well as on our YouTube page. We're in conversation with Anush Ruplal, who is the SA um, Post Office Business Rescue Practitioner. Earlier on today, the creditors voted in favor of adopting the business rescue plan that has been adopted and that's uh, that has been drafted. And that's the conversation that we have now and also what happens next for the post office maybe any questions that you have and in clarity that you may seek give us a call on 86 Hashtag SAFM BTH 0614-104-107 and X at Aldrin Simpier Hi Aldrin um, make me understand something here why is it that um, these creditors um, post office creditors, they are accepting 12% of uh, the money that is being owed to them. When it comes to personal accounts, if say someone is o- o- owing um, any, any, any any clothing shop or whatever, or it's a credit card, it's a bank, why is it that they end up attaching or, you know, having judgments? Why don't these creditors that we owe personally, why don't they allow or accept maybe 12%, 15% of the amount that you're owing as the full and the final settlement. Why is it like that? This is Simon in Pulupan. Thank you. Okay, Simon. Anusha, I don't know if you'd be able to tackle that one. 
Yes, th absolutely. Sure. And thanks for the question. Uh, yes, very simply, uh, the business was in financial distress. Um, and, and, and rescue, business rescue aims to do exactly that, to rescue the entity, because the only other alternative would be to liquidate the entity. And in, in a liquidation scenario, and from the independent calculations that we've received, if the post office were to be liquidated, they would all creditors would receive a dividend of uh, 4.08 cents, so effectively 4 cents in the rand. Now, the aim of business rescue is to provide a return that is better um, than one would, uh, that a creditor would receive on liquidation, and, and clearly 12 cents is definitely better than 4 cents. And the added benefit is that uh, we get to turn around and still keep the post office operational. So from a creditor's perspective, uh, one has to weigh the, uh, the return that he or she would get from liquidation versus the, the business rescue, and we clearly are providing a, a much better return. And would you know why with the personal accounts, for instance, if I owe a, let's say we owe Edgar's, um, why doesn't Edgar's accept 12 cents to the rent? Um, because <laughs> <laughs> because Edgar's is, if you look at it, it's it's looking at the... the the entity that owes you the money, you know, it looks at it looks at the ability uh, of the of that entity to pay back its debt. And quite simply, if if there are no assets or if there's, if there's only assets um, sufficient to real, realize a certain amount, and that's why I'm saying liquidation. Mm -hmm. The liquidation scenario talks to selling your assets, and that would be in a forced sale scenario. And if all the assets that you have only realizes uh, X amount of cents, in this case, four cents, that's what you would get. Um, in, in terms and uh, what the business rescue does as well, uh, it allows uh, for what we refer to as a moratorium. So in other words, it, it allows the flood of all of its creditors uh, suing the entity simultaneously because if that happens as well, it pushes into liquidation, which gives you the default four cents in the rand. So the moratorium allows the business rescue practitioner time to breathe, time to assess the operations, put it together a plan that gives you a better return than do it on, on liquidation. Okay. So that's as simply as I, ask, as I could answer that. Let's go to Kubeha. Marius, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon, Aldrin. I just want to find out from the uh, guy there what is going to happen to us that is off on temporary disability uh, at the post office. I've been off from work since 2008. And you used to work, for the, you used to work for the post office? I work for the post office, but I'm legally blind. Okay. Okay, Anush? Yes, so we are dealing comprehensively with all employer-related matters, um, you know, with the union representatives as well as those uh, uh, representatives representing non-unionized workers. So it is a collective forum called the Employees Committee, which was established, and we are looking at all aspects of employer-related uh, matters, which includes, uh, you know, medical schemes, um, the retirement fund, unfortunately, were also large creditors, um, you know, of the SA post office and who got to also vote on this. So um, within the confines of the plan, uh, that's how we are dealing comprehensively with all employer related matters. Um, just quickly on the 19 billion rand um, accumulated losses um, as of 30th September 2023. Since when have we experienced this particular loss that has brought us to 19 billion accumulated? Um, when we um, um, joined as the BRPs, uh, one of the assessments was to understand, um, you know, where, which were the loss-making years. So clearly the last uh, financial year uh, was a loss-making. In, in the current year that in which we have joined uh, for a certain part of the year, again, there's a forecast loss. So historically, um, in the financial years building up, 
uh, as opposed to 31 March 2023. So that's the accumulative um, losses that the post office has experienced. So that's where those numbers are coming from. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's quickly speak about the future um, and the plans that you have for the future. Of course, looking at some of the services um, that the post office is already offering, like postal service, bulk mail, as well as hybrid mail. But what's the new thing that the post office could offer so that it is fit for purpose and it lives and exists in the 21st century? Yeah, so I'd like to start off by highlighting that uh, postal operators globally, not just the SA post office, has been experiencing declines in, you know, conventional letter uh, postal revenue. Mm. So that's a trend that, that we've seen globally from our research. Uh, and if you look at the four categories, you've got uh, letter post revenue, um, you've got uh, uh, parcels and logistics revenue, the third stream is financial services revenue, and of course the fourth stream is digital services revenue or digital revenue. So globally, what we're finding is that uh, there's diversification away and more into digital revenue, and that's what our plan also allows for. And, and this is how we are looking to modernize and, and automate um, uh, the post office um, locally. And it looks to the combination of um, some of the elements that was defined in the post office tomorrow strategy, which the department had highlighted. And, and, we, and there's certain key elements that's coming through from that as well. And I think they, it really talks to, uh, to fixing the, the, the infrastructure base, the platform, and investing monies to, to modernize and automate so that we can uh, you know, then take advantage of the digital services and the other diversified revenue streams that we've identified. Um, so, yeah, that's it's it's a bit of a, a, gener- a general comment, but again, uh, very much tracks the trend of what we're seeing with other global postal operators. With an ability to compete with the private couriers, can the post office do that? So, we the core infrastructure still exists. Um, you know, at the, at the SA Post Office. It's unfortunate that there was degradation, uh, degradation of, um, you know, some of the infrastructure, but the cost will exist. And I think that's where we're looking at partnerships with the private sector that will also help us in implementing the plan. So there's certainly an openness to uh, putting uh, capital, making capital investments, but looking at creative partnerships that takes the post office to the next level and makes it fit for the modern um, South Africa, yep. so to speak. Have there been any proposals that have come forth? We have received quite a number of unsolicited proposals. Um, now that the plan um, is adopted, our next focus area would be to uh, analyze this and run a process uh, according to the laws and regulations for us to then uh, go out and then procure um, lucrative partnerships that works for the but- mutual benefit of both the, the pri- private sector partners as well as the, the post office. Yeah, and any plans for the post bank to take over some of the assets of the post office? So we are in discussions uh, with the post bank, as you may be aware that they now, uh, it's been officially uh, officially announced or uh, the bill uh, has been passed mm-hmm. uh, by parliament, which allows them to be a, a self, an independent self-standing entity. Um, to that effect, we will continue to engage with the post bank, seeing that they are a sister entity. We have the same shareholder, and we'd look to explore possible, uh, you know, um, initiatives, and uh, possibly looking at things like other revenue generating activities, co-sharing, or even certain branches, possibly uh, that you know the post bank may or may not want to take over. So those are early stages. There's a transitional um, uh, arrangements being put in place. Uh, from a SASA perspective, uh, we will still be utilized over the next uh, few months by the post bank in order to make cash payments to to SASA beneficiaries. That's the grant payments. 
So just want to highlight to listeners that, you know, mm-hmm. we will still support the post bank and people can still come in and get those cash grants. But obviously that's in a transitional arrangement that we're working on with the post bank. Thank you so much for your time. That is Anush Ruplal, who is the South African Post Office Business Rescue Practitioner. As you just heard that um, the plan has been adopted, around 6,000 post office workers are set to lose their jobs.